0: PHNX Cardinals podcast presented to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook app, an official sports betting partner in the NFL. I'm Johnny Venerable. Joined, as always, Bob Brock, Frank Sanders, live at Four Peaks in Tempe here at the start of Arizona Cardinals training camp. Gentlemen, what a beautiful combination. Training camp, Four Peaks, you can't beat it. You can't beat it.
1: You can Sorry, I, I mean,
0: it's it's beer so nice.
2: Frank had to order it twice. He's double fisting. Yes. I've got a nice wow joy bus. It's I'm giving back while I enjoy a nice tasty beverage here to a yeah, great man. charity. We're 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 ecstatic to be able to bring it home here for the PHNX crew out here at Four Peaks and do it with some great news from the actual playing field, practice field, I should say, for the Arizona Cardinals. Kyler Murray was out there. DeAndre Hopkins was out there. Uh, the sights and sounds it was it was great for them to be back out on the field Frank. You know that feeling better than any of us. It feels
1: like I'm excited cuz I know what's <laughs> about to happen right now. I really do like I, all the shenanigans we talked about everything we talked about this offseason, season which was not shenanigans like we really broke some news yeah, there was some facts there was some football. situation but it, we came out of we came out of a bad season. Yeah. Finishing a bad season. Yeah. We got into the offseason hoping with greater expectations, and then we ended up kind of drug out for a long part, which is getting Kyler Murray signed, One, getting some of the players thought we thought was going to go heavy in the free agency market. We didn't go crazy in the free agency market. We drafted a—traded our first-round pick, got Hollywood Brown. Now we get—second-round pick, Trey McBride, now— We're ready to play some football, some real football. All the other stuff is to the side right now, and I'm ready ready to get ready for some football. Yeah,
0: a lot has happened, and Bo, what I love about you is so Bo was at training camp earlier today, then he runs over here, and we're trying to post stuff on the website. He jumps on the pod. You're jack-of-all-trades, gentlemen. Who does that sound like, potentially, for the Arizona Cardinals? That being Isaiah Simmons, the third-year, we think, linebacker. And, Bo, he was the subject of the discussion today when you spoke with Cliff Kingsbury.
2: Yeah, so Cliff Kingsbury, he kind of took the dais today. He was answering some questions about, you know, some things that he might have not told the truth about day one, saying that Cliff every- what? <laughs> everybody was a- showed up for the conditioning test. Everybody passed the conditioning test. We find out Hollywood Brown injured his hamstring last week. That was some interesting insight. But as far as what Johnny Venerable's talking about, it's the third-year Swiss Army knife. Yeah. Let's call him that. I mean, Cliff Kingsbury... Uh, producer Leah, he actually was trying to define what Isaiah Simmons is, the Arizona Cardinals on their defense.
3: Uh, slash something? I don't know. Yeah, slash something. Um, I think we're still we're still working through it, but uh, we're excited about the role he's in right now. He can do it. I mean, we, we'll have him rush off the edge. We'll have him pressure. We'll have him uh, play some safety. I mean, we're, we're trying to maximize what he is as a player and that's a dynamic athlete that can go tackle the football. I don't think so. I think uh, watching him Having a two-year sample size, we've figured out what he does really well, and we're trying to maximize him and put him in that position to do that. Um, So I I don't feel like we're selling his growth. I think the way we've adjusted our defense is going to play to his strengths. He's a guy that when he sees the ball and it's not – you know he wasn't used to being down there at times and those guys are moving fast and it's coming at you but when he can see the ball from a little bit farther away like he did in college and just attack the football or be on the line or blitz uh like you saw him do against dallas he can play fast not overthinking and just go and and that's what he's when when he's been in that role he's made big time impact plays for us and that's what we're going to try to do just expand that role for him
2: we've seen isaiah simmons flash and, and I'm not going to say sample size two years, because two years is not a sample size. It's been more than a sample size. We've seen Isaiah Simmons. Uh, we saw him last year. Cliff mentioned the Dallas game. It was a great game for Isaiah, but we've also seen some inconsistencies. And it it really seems like the organization has is still trying to figure out what they want to do with this versatile player. Well-
0: was that a press conference that took place in April of 2020? Because that's what it feels like. It, it feels is. like Isaiah Simmons was just drafted, and they're trying to figure out what to do with him. Good hell, Frank Sanders, he's been in Arizona. He's been in Phoenix for two years, and they're still having speculatory conversations about he's going to play outside, he's going to play inside linebacker, keep him away from the line of scrimmage. We were talking Frank Sanders off air. Like, sounds like somebody who should be playing the safety role. Does it not?
1: It does, and it does not in, in, in regards to what we thought he was able able to do. What well, we saw him do. Yeah. But in their minds, they saw something different. And here's, here's the moment when the formula says, draft the best athlete on the board that's not always the best moment for your team. Yeah. Because he didn't, fit, he didn't fit a specific position. No. And so you didn't know what you was going to do with him. And now you're trying to play Swiss Army Knife role. He can do this. He can do that. Well, utilize him at that level. And that'd be great. Advanced Joseph had the ability just to say, hey, we can put you at safety when we know we gotta, when they got a bigger tight end, or we can move you down on the outside when they got a, when they got a, a weaker line, a, def, a, a, a rookie offensive lineman, and yeah. you can speed, or speed rush him, or we can put you at linebacker. Make sure you tell that and communicate that. We had this problem with Hassan Reddick and we had to let him go. Yeah. And then we found out, damn, this guy is actually really good at, at the position that he came in, into the NFL that we mm-hmm. can play. Yeah. I'm sad that this conversation is up, but I hope that we've got a better understanding of what we want to do with him and how we want to play with him and how, and how he's able to move throughout the game. Some guys are just, they have that ability, JV, just to do a lot of things, not one thing. And we, we might have that in him. You hope so, right? I mean, that's glass half full
2: uh, approach to it. And you hope that the Arizona Cardinals, after taking him eighth overall, and they've pivoted from what they originally thought he could be, and they really wanted to kind of force a, a square peg into a round hole as far as making him an inside linebacker and then realizing where he can be most valuable on this team. But you really hope it's not going to be jack of all trades, master of none. Yeah. Like, how is he going to impact this game week in and week out? And do they know that
0: yet? How, how are you going to justify? Because I feel like we're at the point now where can you justify him ever being a top 10 pick? Like, we've talked about it at nauseum. If Isaiah Simmons was a third-rounder, and they had gotten this kind of production and they saw what he could do, you'd say, that's a hell of a third-round pick. But th- but this guy was taking eighth overall. He was taking over Tristan Wirfs. He was taking over CeeDee Lamb. Those are guys that the Cardinals were supposedly linked to who, oh, by the way, have a very finite position that they play. Tristan Wirfs is probably going to the Hall of Famer right tackle one day, and CeeDee Lamb is poised for back-to-back Pro Bowl seasons with the Dallas Cowboys at wide receiver. Isaiah Simmons, to me, I, I think the biggest culprit of of what he is and what he isn't Bowen, you pointed this out today is like he can't play up at the line of scrimmage for 80 plus percent of the snaps in de facto he can't call the defense we're going to talk about you know who may be calling the defense here in 2022 for the cardinals but newsflash it's not anybody playing linebacker right now we think so i just I, I, we have to contextualize this as saying like okay what is isaiah simmons what's the value of isaiah simmons for this cardinal defense and as frank said like if he plays 90 plus percent of the snaps and he gives you tackle for losses and sacks and turnovers like hopefully you can look past everything else but i'm not sure gentlemen I trust Vance Joseph, the defensive (laughs) coordinator, to take somebody like Isaiah Simmons. Maybe I trusted Todd Bowles once upon a time to do that with a Dayom Buchanan. Sure. But I I have not seen enough flexibility and creativity from Vance Joseph to believe he can take Isaiah Simmons and take him to the next level.
2: Well, I think they've simplified it now. I think that they know where it it, it doesn't work, right? And and maybe that's just... you know, as far as the elimination way to kind of process of elimination of finding out how to utilize him correctly because yeah. you heard Rush the passer. That gets me, me excited. Uh, an athlete getting after the passer like Isaiah Simmons and then playing more of a safety role and then not playing sideline to sideline like yeah. you expect your inside linebackers to play. Uh, you, you just hope that Vance Joseph, the guy that's going to deploy Isaiah Simmons and, and that skill set knows in year, going into year three how to really... Take advantage of that because if you don't, it's really like driving a Porsche in a parking lot. You're not taking advantage of, of what you got there. You really aren't, Frank. You're doing some donuts.
1: I know that. You're trying <laughs> you're spinning your wheel, but I will say this here. I think that we have to look at our defense and be honest about it, right? Like when you have Chandler Jones and you have JJ Watt, you have Phillips, you have your boy. Uh, Peter's If, if that, if that would have been our front four, Isaiah would have been perfect
3: yeah. at outside Great linebacker. It
1: would have been perfect. It would have been a perfect fit. If we would have had a full season of those guys playing healthy, J.J. being healthy. Big men up healthy, front. Big men up front. You can let your guys be in the backfield or linebackers and play their position. Because we knew we already had a good secondary for the most part. And he was, he was not needed to be a strong safety. Well, now we, once, once the season starts, these guys start getting injured, you got to start moving guys around. How do you create pressure? Yeah. How do you create a mismatch for certain guys? Now he's playing on the line, which he never should because he's only 242 pounds or 235, yeah. still 4'3", yeah. but you haven't taught him how to really use the rip technique. He's not, he's not being taught to be a Chandler Jones because we had Chandler Jones and we had J.J. Watt, but when yeah. those guys are not there, Football minds have to start e- evolving and putting guys in spots to try to create some sense of pressure or to offset the offense to make them think that, man, we're not undersized, we're not undermanned, but we can, we can send two guys, and I think that was, that's the caveat right now or the situation that Vance Joseph is in. Yeah. If he had a big front four, yeah. we wouldn't be worrying about this conversation because yeah. we know he'll be an outside linebacker, we know Zayvon Collins will be the and then maybe Nick Vigil, or they'll, move both, they'll move these guys around on both sides. That's how the defensive scheme would work, but we don't have that. And we're still struggling. We're going into camp with the same situation, a makeshift line, hopefully JJ's healthy, hopefully Allen and these guys can really kind of beef it up a little bit. No one on this panel, and probably not in our chat, it can can say, yeah, we know our defense line is Mm -hmm. some bad MFs, that's not the case.
0: It's too average, and it really is all predicated on the health, as you mentioned of JJ Watts. Speaking of health, Bo, you talked about at the top of the show, Marquise Hollywood-Brown, to the surprise of everybody, has a lingering hamstring tweak, as Kingsbury said. Let's go to his comments today at uh, Cards Training Camp.
3: Uh, Hopefully not. Uh, I think he just tweaked uh, something, and I expect him to be back sooner than later. Yeah, I I think every year um, we try to make some adjustments. Uh, We'll see what he really does best once we get him out there full time, Um, being able to move him around, do different things. But we'll, we'll have some new wrinkles, there's no doubt. I think you know the fifth, sixth spots can be really competitive, and so um, just keep doing what he's doing. He's always done things right. We've we just having to draft some really good players here, trade for some really good players, have Hall of Fame players here. Um, so it's it's been um, tough for him to really show what he can do, but I'm excited to see his progress. It's year four in the system, and, and he'll know it inside now, so he can go play fast.
2: So, now, uh, the back end of those comments from Cliff Kingsbury about Andy Isabella and you know the prospect of him making this roster, making this fifty-three, and Andy. He's, he's, to Andy. <laughs> right? You believe we're talking? Was about that it. your question?
1: About Andy uh, it it was
2: not my question, but you know somebody had asked it, I, and I, I wish I could tell you who, but you know his answer was Andy. There's going to be a lot of competition for wide receiver Frank five and six, and that's for Andy Isabella, former six round or second round pick. I wish he was a sixth rounder. That's where he is right now. But to, to, you know, our conversation about Hollywood Brown, he injured himself, tweaked his hamstring, as the head coach said last week. And he he mentioned this. He's right there with James Conner. They're guys that they have to rein in because they train so damn hard and that's that's great that's awesome that's a positive right there's no uh uh, you know addendums in their contracts about anything i mean they train hard but they have to rein them in as far as how hard they're working and uh unfortunately right before training camp hollywood brown was out there in just shorts no, no, no helmet no nothing hoodie hanging out today he couldn't be a participant in practice and we'll see You know, I'm sure they'll be as
1: precautious as possible, and we won't see Marquise for a week or so, right? Maybe more? I I hope two, three. I need him to heal properly. I don't need him to try to rush him back for training camp. I know that we're talking about this guy getting an opportunity to learn the playbook, but this is the Oklahoma playbook for the most part, so he knows exactly what it is. In reality, he doesn't really have to go through that kind of situation. That's why JV was begging. The, the Lord Jesus Christ <laughs> to send Hollywood Brown the to the Arizona. I like to say the yes, football, gods. The football yeah, guys. The football so guys. football He was begging for them, and they and he made it work. But here's my concern. Yeah, this is the same stuff that he's dealt with for a lot of duration of his career, which is the hamstring issue. Guys that are super, super fast, yeah. can only give you so much. You cannot treat your Porsche like you would get out and treat your Camaro or your or your Dodge Charger. You can't do it. You can't. You you just can't. You have to you have to you have to run it in spurts, give it a couple things, and then let it die down, and then let it do, do what it's supposed to do. Take it out every now and then. Yeah.
2: He's not a Toyota Tercel. You're not what? running it like 200,000
1: nah. miles. No, nah, you cannot. Yeah. <laughs> now, you, you need you need to get some mileage to, out of it
0: with the Arizona Cardinals. Is that Andy Isabella? Is he the Toyota Tercel? Nah, he's not, he's not reliable. What do you call reliable. Larry Fitzgerald though? That'd be <laughs> a great guy. Oh, what is
1: Fitz? Is he the Bugatti? Yeah,
0: I I think so. Is he
1: the Bugatti? Is he the Rose? Like you, you can't trade him in. Like you got to keep this guy. Now he's something different. He's something different. He's like an old-school something you got to fix her up, man. you just got a hell of an engine in it. Yeah. It never breaks down. Keeps you keep running. it going. Hey, guys in the chat, check this out real quick. What, what kind of car would you call like a Larry Fitzgerald?
0: Okay. let's We'll bring up some of the good comments here that we get. Great question. I've got a question for you guys. Does Andy Isabella make the final 53-man roster for the Arizona Cardinals?
2: Not, not if he's coming in at 5 and 6. That's where he's competing. I, I really don't believe that. I mean, you're going to have an extra roster spot with DeAndre Hopkins going on. Uh, suspension for this first six games. So let's look. You know, Hollywood Brown's wide receiver one. Uh, if, if his injury lingers, injury lingers throughout training camp, throughout preseason. Is not ready to go week one, maybe. But you've got Hollywood Brown, A.J. Green, Rondell Moore, Antoine Wesley. Yeah. I think Greg Dortch probably has Trey McBride. Trey. Well, yeah. I mean, you're going to have some of these tight ends play some X as far as this offense goes. But just as far as numbers, it's going to be tough for Andy Isabella to reintroduce himself to this coaching staff because i think for him to dispel what they already know about him it's going to be tough
0: well and you remember he missed most of training camp last year with covid and they were trying to showcase him then he was rumored to be dealt at the trade deadline last year they held off because of the deandre hopkins injury and then this all entire offseason it's like will he or won't he get traded and then we kind of got a barometer of what a trade might look like when nikhil harry who went about a full round before andy went for a seventh round pick in 2024 i wonder if the cardinals (laughs) are waiting to the last second to to potentially release him save a little bit of money against the cap he makes just over two million dollars this year does isabella or could you trade him for a rotational corner. I don't know. What I do know is
1: right now. Did you say he makes a little bit more than $2 million? He does. Who? Andy Isabella. Andy's gone. Andy's out of here. <laughs> I think That's they the, saved Andy's maybe out. six figures, right? Andy's out. I, He's out. I thought out. they'd
0: save a little bit more than okay. that because this okay. is last year's contract. And I'm with Frank. A lot Andy's of the guarantees out. are gone. This is it for Andy. Will he or won't he be a member of the Cardinals? <laughs> Money um, alone.
1: Money's talking, he's walking. I
0: I wish you could make that bet on the DraftKings Sportsbook app, but you can make a ton of other bets. You can pick the Cardinals as the favorite to win the NFC West, which right now plus 400 on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. We had a phenomenal time talking all things NFC West and gambling. Earlier today, PHNX Bets Daily Podcast with myself, Shane Diefenbach. Check that out if you have not seen it already. Also check out DraftKings. Use that promo code PHNX. Make your first deposit and get a risk-free bet up to $1 thousand dollars kyler murray gentlemen, right now plus two thousand to win league mvp i wouldn't mind dabbling in that he's certainly under the radar considering the offseason that he has but you know it's not under the radar draft kings that's promo code PHNX, only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Minimum age, eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details.
2: We're out here at Four Peaks enjoying ourselves. The entire PHX crew is basically out here as well, including the GM, Saul Bookman. I see him across the way. I see a nice beer list. Kilt Lifter, the flagship here, H Street, Hopknot, Sunbrew, Kölsch. Wow, Johnny and I are enjoying a peach ale. Anything that tickles your fancy as a beer drinking drinker, they've got it. IPA Hazy, Oatmeal Stout. Double knot. You want a little extra hops? You got it. You want a little extra knots? IPA? You can get it here at Four Peaks Plus, some delicious food. We've got a, a great announcement coming up as far as Four Peaks goes. We're going to be announcing uh, at the end of the show, Johnny. What is it? We've got the uh, the Four Peaks. What are we calling this? Here, I got it right here. Yeah.
0: It's the toast of the month of the announcement. Month. They have it's entrusted these jokers to make that announcement <laughs> we have the card we have the ballot right i won't slip it slide it in my beer i won't lose it we have the name and the winner it could be you for yep. a future month but officially the toast of the month announcement is coming last segment and uh we're super excited about it Bo.
2: yeah we are uh, pumped about it so you got to stick around for that or you can come just join us here at four peaks or Whenever you'd like to, you can catch a game. they got Major League Baseball on the TVs out here. And, of course, NFL Sundays, NCAA football, Saturdays. It's a great place to hang and watch a game, yeah. get some great food. You must be 21 or older, of course, to drink responsibly. But uh, can't wait to make that announcement by the end of the show. So, real quick, um, we talked about Isaiah Simmons. More concern, maybe red flags, about Zayvon Collins because... Um, you know, they know he's going to play the middle linebacker position, right? They, 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 uh, Cliff Kingsbury said today that he feels like the game has slowed down, Frank, for Zabin Collins. But still, when the question came up whether or not he was going to be the guy that was going to call the defense, something that there was the expectation set last offseason when he was the first-round pick, it doesn't sound like it's in the cards for, for Zayvon Collins. Johnny, Jalen Thompson is going to be handling some of those calls as far as the defense. Cliff Kingsbury says there's four to five guys that could be, you know, in the mix for that. But it just doesn't sound like Zayvon Collins
1: is going to be that guy. Cause for concern. Not really because I think there, there are some, some strong safeties and free safeties that come down in the box. And just the leadership. You need, you need guys that's vocal, that's committed. And these guys will rally around your voice and understand that you, no matter what the scenario is, you can always speak to the moment. And I think we have that in a Booty Baker. We have that in a Jalen Thomas. We have it in guys that right now, Zayvon Collins is not that guy. And it's just proven. But if you, get, you need somebody to be able to speak to your defense. Now I know that it's come out, the conversations come across that, always the Mike Linebacker's been the guy that's been speaking, right? It's been the iconic position for a long time. Most of the guys that have run that defense is, is the guy, the voice is the Mike linebacker. Mm. Well, that's just not the situation right now. There have been teams that I've played on that the, that the strong safety and the free safety were the guys that called the defense. What's
2: the disadvantage of it
1: not being the Mike? There really is none. Okay. There well, really is none.
0: When I would argue to well, in they, today's well, NFL when you have more defensive backs on the field than ever, Jalen Thompson's never going to leave the field. Never. I mean, You would like it to be your first, first round pick of last year, 16th overall pick. I think this speaks more to Jalen Thompson's imprint on this organization. I feel like he has to be with this news the next in line. Yeah, it's tough to, to, to get an extension. But I also feel like, I mean, everybody knows Zayvon has disappointed up until this point. You can't sugarcoat it. You can't get, can't get on the field as a rookie. And this year, they're kind of using kick gloves again. Hopefully, I just want him to play. I really don't care if he calls the defense. But, you know, going back to Jalen Thompson, what a rise for this young man. Yeah. The last supplemental pick in NFL draft history up until this point to now, hey, you're probably going to be a captain. Would you guys not be surprised he's a captain for this team this year? Calling the defense in line for big time money. I mean, as much as we dog on Steve Kime for missing on first round picks, I mean, you hit on Jalen Thompson. That's certainly a, a fifth round pick well spent
2: i think there's a way that you can be excited for jalen thompson it's, it's exciting to have a player of the caliber of him i think he's going to be you know when you talk about him in the same discussion when it comes to safeties like adrian wilson and, and buddha baker and honey badger some of the guys that played at a high level for this organization um it, that you know that number's going up as far as the extension and good for jalen thompson and and also be disappointed that you know Zayvon Collins, who came in as the Mike linebacker, he hasn't grabbed that position, hasn't grabbed being the quarterback of that defense as quickly as you want it.
0: Well, tell me what you, what yeah. you observed today yeah. when you watch the inside linebackers perform, because I, I don't want to downplay Zayvon's athletic ability, right. which is clearly still on display. Well,
2: here, here's the here's the, the good part about Jalen Thompson potentially being the guy calling the plays for the, the Arizona Cardinals defense, is it's not going to put Nick Vigil on the field. Yeah. So you can still keep Zayvon Collins on the field, he can still play that Mike linebacker position, and you not give up the athletic. Athleticism, the speed sideline to sideline that you would get from Nick Vigil because, look, I was watching the guys. They were right in front of me. Instead of linebackers, and they're just doing quick feet drills. You know, they got the pads on the ground, uh, mm-hmm. Frank, and they're just doing quick feet shuffling and then picking up a loose football. And Zavin Collins by far was the most athletic, quick guy out there, and Nick Vigil was not. No. No. And, like, if, if you're—
0: That's a nice way That's, to <laughs>
2: that's a big-time <laughs> concession that you're making by putting him on the field athletics uh, as far as athleticism goes for this defense y- y- you you'd have to make up for it on the back end and at the front end and i just don't think they have the uh the personnel
1: to do
0: that well we've seen Mance joseph frank sanders go with experience over athleticism yeah. and it's burned him before yes yeah it
1: has been but i think there's a i think there's a good we're in a good position right now honestly i agree with you we said earlier i don't care who calls the defense, as long as the defense is effective and the guys that's out on the field are ballers, right? That's really what you want at <laughs> yeah, the end of the day. If, if, if everyone had to have a pad on their arm and look to the sideline and the coach doing signs and he gave them a signal and they look at it and they do this on defense, right. like, okay, now we're going to play defense. If, if it's in the they top They got the 10, old college poster boards man, out there. I'm pretty sure they probably still want that. <laughs> Some of these guys do want it. If, if you're sitting in that position and we're the top ten defense in the NFL, yeah. no one's complaining, right? Absolutely. You're just not complaining. So... I'm okay with that. I like the fact that everything you said about it, it's it's more of a indictment on Jalen and everything he's done and how good he's got, how smart he, he is, how to w- him. a yeah. testament. Yeah. In that Elon in the chat. Perfect, Pretty perfect.
0: Perfect point a lot great, of people great, are great. making this. Zaven is better in a natural position, read and react. And he got to do that against Dallas last year. I you hate to say like, hey, he was the sixteenth overall pick, he was an all, all all American academic uh at at Tulsa, but it's like hey, let's just give him the least amount of responsibility and let him go be a football player. That might not be the worst thing in the world, and they need him. Like, this is not a scenario where they have Isaiah Simmons, but they have DeAndre Camp- Devondre Campbell and Jordan Hicks. The Cardinals cannot stop the run. And they got worse in the offseason you you I, I you did not replace chandler jones you didn't beep up your defensive line your you status quo got worse he is the he is the difference maker when it comes to solidifying their run defense and that's a low bar of asking for the 16th <laughs> overall pick but I, I i who else is going to stick their nose in there it's clearly not isaiah simmons now no so i i feel like it has to be i mean zayvon collins what is he six four six four and a half he's enormous he's he an enormous human being specimen out there one of the most physically imposing people when he's next to like a jj watt so if the arizona cardinals are going to maximize this defense this year the good news is the offense is going to score points and bunches so van vance joseph i'm pleading with you take some chances with some young guys early on because guess what, Mans? No matter who you play week one, you're probably not putting together, you know, a stymied defensive game plan to stop Patrick Mahomes. So why not let these young guys go out there and get comfortable in their roles so that, God forbid, come late October, November, December, they feel really good about what they're doing. Because Nick Vigil against, uh, my God, Travis Kelsey <laughs> is going to be an absolute bloodbath at State Farm Stadium.
1: It's going to be ugly, but it's even uglier when you watch your first-round draft pick loses confidence. I keep yes. trying to tell you that, JV. <laughs> it is. It's not easy. Play through it. Hey, Let's play hey, through hey. it. You guys do it well on Madden. That's great. It's great. You did it in high school. That's great, too. You did it in college. That's even better. That level is a different level. And you're getting paid for it to perform versus ages that are not just three and two years apart. You're yeah. talking about 7 year guys who have experience and time. Trust me. It's not easy, and it's okay not to be the, the dude and the guy when you first get here. Just give him enough time to figure it out. It took Hassan Reddick two years to figure it out. Then on the third year, he balled out when they finally put him in the right position. And then he balled out and went crazy. Yeah. And that wasn't until he didn't, he didn't even get a full season of that. I'm just saying, give your boy a little chance. All right. Give him a little time. And I'm telling you what, you might see something pretty special out of him. You really might see something pretty special. He could be the Eric Hill of our defense. Old school back in the days, just was a stomp. The guy you just couldn't, that's well, that's couldn't what do nothing about. It. We that's need, we need we a need. guy like that. I think, you, I think you'll get that out of him. He just has to figure it out. This is some real men. Yeah. I swear to God, man, there's some men over there that will pump. He looks they, like, he looks they like look, the NFL player that they They don't want do need. nothing but just eat you all day. Like, that's they, scary. They just, just, they, they just want to murder you all. <laughs> they want to punish you all. Like, uh, and sit on you, and then the film is going, and then the, all they're doing it for is the next team they're playing. So they see this is what you're going to get. Like, that's the kind of mentality. Yeah, the Cardinals are viewed as finesse,
0: and, and he is he's a detractor <laughs> of that. He could, he could almost kind of be like the James Conner esque of the defense, where he brings a physicality That'd that you nice. otherwise didn't have. What the Cardinals do have is Kyler Murray, K1, and uh, Cliff Kingsbury spoke about Kyler Murray today at his press conference.
3: Yeah, I think the the biggest thing that we've gotten better at is um, just open communication. As far as he doesn't like a play, doesn't like a call, doesn't like a scheme, um, we'll talk about it. Now, I think the first couple of years it was like, hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna have you call it, I'll run it, I'll make it work type deal. And and I think we both understand each other now to the point where, hey, I want to call plays that fit with what you want to do and how you see things and uh, coach you the same way. And it's it's always been um, good dialogue, you know, play to play. But I think just overall game planning and overall philosophy, uh, we definitely had a lot better conversations.
1: So, yeah, I mean, that's – are you surprised by that, Frank? You seem so, kind of surprised. Yeah, man, I'm surprised. This is backyard football at it its best. You call it, I'll make it work. Hey, coach, just call it, I'll make it work. <laughs> don't worry about it. Whatever defense they give me, well, whatever they look, show me, I mean, we've seen, I'll look, make it work. And we've, we've seen, seen that happen
2: it with Lamar Jackson. I mean, he's in John Harbaugh's here oh and said, God. hey, go for it. Let's, let's, yeah, but let's be aggressive go
1: go for it and be aggressive is different between, hey, man, you call it, I'll make it work. That's like – I know it's – it's, when we don't know the context, that could have been – at the beginning of the game, not necessarily watching the game plan and just the game plan is not working. Hey, you call it, I'll make it work. Whatever you call it, I'll make work. That's, that's a testament to our boy, you know, K-1. Yeah. And then, again, that these boys, they both are growing. We, we, we realize this and we've accepted this, that our coach got a pass to kind of grow, right? We, he got a chance to grow. So yeah. And this is the moment right now, and you've said it eloquently on this program, on this program that, this is the fourth year, and it's, ti- it's time now that they've invested in you. It's time for you to really take that next step as a coach. And then it's you, your, off- your offense, and your scheme, and your leadership to take us to the next level. We've seen immense growth in the first eight games of last year, 9-10. And then after that, we kind of regressed ma- majorly. Yeah. And so now it's how can we get better? What can we do else? Can we be more explosive offensively, more consistent down the road, guys stay healthier, getting more people to ball, being more effective in the offense? Really creating great mismatch. Can we control the clock? All these things become, you know, the growth factors of our team, and hopefully we'll be be able to see that. Watching more film? No. (laughs) No. How dare you? You can't watch enough film. You son of a bitch. On
2: this celebration of a day,
1: I brought, you know, the film study into the conversation. I I was listening to you guys yesterday, man, and I just, you, you covered it in a manner that you guys, you know, you did right. You played defense. You played it well. I'm not going to lie, you played it well. I was pissed, but you played it well.
0: Thank you. Well, I, listen, again, we all want Kyler Murray to be a film junkie. Uh, he's not
1: a junkie. You don't have to be a junkie in the NFL. You don't. Every, qu- every quarterback? You every, everyone saying? has to study the same amount of plays. Everyone. Everyone I has think to. It's the
0: problem with him, though, he knows the playbook. It's watching opposing game film. I think studying, you know, I, like, is he going to study the New England Patriots for upteen hours the week of, of whenever that is, December 16th. Is he going to steady Todd Bowles' defense the week of Christmas when the division's on the line or a playoff spot's on the line? Is he going to be able to put up robust numbers because he found all the little holes that other you otherwise wouldn't find just kind of winging it? That's
1: why you pay well, the scouts what, and everyone no, else. No, and what? that's why they come the in again. Bro, they give you the playbook, they give you like. We'll talk about it another day, because. Like, <laughs> well, I get what you're saying. We'll, we'll do you're, the break. You're... We'll do the breakdown of a week with us, and then you'll see like the conversation that goes on and how much we do and what we do in that window of time is is so much more than like. It's it's so much more than a conversation of well did you study this week? Yeah, damn sure did. Yeah, I studied this week. I took the four the four games you gave me. I went and saw that. I saw all the four games game. I saw your Cliff notes. Here's a- I saw those versions and I took your plays and everything we ran in practice this week schematically versus the schemes that was there. We saw it and then did I execute it or did you call it? And that becomes the conversation because I'm in the, I've been in the huddle and you won't call it.
0: Here's a question hmm. for you that we didn't have a chance to ask you yesterday. How, how does Kyler Murray? rebound with his teammates from something that is frankly this embarrassing. Like how, how do you go about moving past something like this? If,
1: if the teammates know it, then he has to improve himself and he has to just do it, you know, in front of these guys and they have to know that. Like he's he's here, he's staying late, he came in at five o'clock in the morning. He's doing something that says, this is what we know. I know he's changing. Because I, I see the I see the effort in change. Outside of that, if he if he's not the guy that's this cons- they don't have to be concerned about, then this is just something that's in the contract that I don't understand why it's in the contract. I really want to know how much money that was worth. That, I don't know. Mm. How much was the independent study- I don't think study? announced yet. That's what I want to know more importantly, because that would determine more if that was just extra money along, the, along this pay scale, verbal, verbal conversation right. in order to pay him more money so we don't have to really lock in a full version of the guaranteed contract. We don't have to give him 230 guarantee because they probably was arguing for that.
2: What was interesting, too, today with uh, with training camp opening up and you've got some downtime out there, and, and I was able to kind of talk to some of our peers out there, Johnny and Frank, and, you know, the conversation about the addendum and, you know, who has access to this? You know, and it isn't like what people are saying. Like, not everybody has access to that. It's just a very fascinating storyline that yes. I, you know, I hope it doesn't go away. I hope it's something that, you know, we continue to follow to figure out why
1: this became public knowledge. Remember, you know? I, remember I said this earlier when we was talking about this. I said they need, to re, they need to rebrand Kyler before they sign him. They need to do an image. They need to do and, a revision this was, image. This was the exact opposite of that. And it was the 100% opposite yeah. of the guy we just gave $46 million to that you just said doesn't even study film. That's more an indictment on the ownership and the GM to still pay a guy and say, "Oh, now you got to go study more." I want to know how much. This is what I want as a player how, in the locker room. Well, they they, they gave him another thirty million dollars to put that on there, that he had to study four hours a week, a four four hour whatever that four hours a week, right, or four times a week, four hours a week. Four hours a week. Four, four hours a week. a week. They put that on the back end. I want to know what that money was because there are some contracts out there that's really just to get you paid extra money, workout bonuses. Why? You can't put it in the contract, so you have to do it in the off-season. So that's, that's money that's hitting the off-season off budget going into the next year's salary cap instead of the following year's salary cap. Hmm. So what money was put on that, on that number, on that, on that little line that you said we have to do in, independent study? It's, that's it's, my concern.
2: It's a great question. Have you ever seen, did you ever play with anybody that didn't watch film and then started watching film, and did they develop? Like did, can you
1: think of anything? I saw, I saw a lot of young guys not know how to study okay. and not know what to study. There's, 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 it's not watching film, it's, it's what to study and how to study. It's, it's, it's picking out the cues of what a guy is doing, what a defense is doing, what guy is, is, tipping, is tipping a movement or what linebacker sliding right does this. If I, if I call a check play, what do they do? What are they saying? What are they, what are they reacting to me from? That's the little cues you try to pick up on. And it's only in game time. Like some of the stuff you don't really realize until game time. That's why the second half in most games change because everyone kind of figures out what's your check words what words you're using to change out of this defense or this offense when i say red blue what does that mean red means you're going right blue means you're going left what if i say blaze and i say robert does that mean i'm doing the same thing or the opposite that's why when peyton was saying omaha omaha he said i said omaha but i kept saying omaha but i kept changing the play from omaha omaha didn't mean the same play Mm -hmm. and so that's the kind of stuff you learn in the first half and the changes in the second half. But when you're studying film and, and knowing how to study, that's the difference in the NFL. Like you guys, you guys are pros. You, you pick up stuff that you post that I don't never pick up and post. I can't. I, the stuff you guys gravitate toward and the, and the things you see on the chat lines, how you read it, you're pros at this. You know what I'm saying? Like you're, you're you're effective pros. You know what to do, how to say it, what to say. And I think that's the part where, you know, some guy one day talk about are we just, we're just laptop guys and you know, with opinions. No. Right. There's an art to this, there's a skill to this, and those that do it well last, and they do it well, and they, and, they, and they have people gravitate toward that. The same thing with the NFL, and I think there's guys that, the young guys don't know until they know and they learn. Zavin Collins is one of those guys, he don't know until he know. And once he learns it, you're gonna see this beast of an athlete just change and become this guy. You're like, oh my God, I'm glad we drafted him. And that's the same thing you'll see when you look at you know your boys, Azale Simmons. When they realize what they're supposed to do and how to do it, it changes the narrative across the board.
0: I feel like I just got smarter, Bo, from Mr. <laughs> Frank Sanders. Uh, I want to remind everybody, we're hanging out. We're Four Peaks. We're having a good time. Feeling good. I want to remind everybody: come hang out with us throughout the NFL season. We're going to be here the last Wednesday of every month. I thought I got real paranoid just just a second why that was going down here. Just the most
2: Frank
1: am- Sanders <laughs> is not a bartender, <laughs> my friend. Just the friends.
0: most amateur poor you've ever seen. You need seen. more head.
1: <laughs> you got to let the head do what it's supposed to do. That's what you need. You need more head.
0: You know it's not amateur. Getting your COVID-19 <laughs> vaccine. They're free for everybody five and older. Not- You don't have to be 21 to get a COVID-19 vaccine. You have to be 21 to drink this beer. Uh, Those 12 and older are also eligible for a booster shot. Visit azhealth.gov slash find vaccine bowl for a location near us. Oh, my gosh.
2: Man, I I, I could watch Frank Sanders. I could pop in OGs and watch Frank Sanders' pour beers all day. It's probably the only way I could actually deal with it. It's actually sometimes the only way you can deal with being an Arizona Cardinals fan with some of the things that comes through the news cycle about this team. But OGs is going to put you in the right mindset. They launched their first ever limited edition flavor it's unbelievable it's pina colada who doesn't like a nice pina colada it's so refreshing especially when you're dealing with the heat the summer heat Pina Colada, a perfect pineapple, creamy coconut blend. It's on par with all the great, delicious beers on the menu here at Four Peaks. You want to check out all the incredible flavors that OG's has to offer, this cannabis kitchen here in Arizona, check them out, ogsbrands.com. That's O-G-E-E-Z brands.com, or follow them on IG at OG's Brands, of course, just like here at Four Peaks, to enjoy the, the goods. You must be 21 years or older to purchase, uh,
0: we all agree the clause in the contract for Kyler Murray a little bit Bush League. Speaking of Bush League, uh, I don't know if you're interested, but the uh, NFL committee here in Super Bowl committee here in Arizona they're looking for volunteers. They're looking for essentially 5,000. Volunteers. The Super Bowl is coming to uh, Glendale. Whether or not the Cardinals are in that game, that remains to be seen. But this came out: the Arizona Super Bowl Host Committee is seeking 5,000 volunteers ahead of the big game. Um, they are not paying you. They are not giving you a ticket to the game. Uh, you are going to be. It's we're here. It's like that. What's that famous quote? We're gonna. We're gonna. Pick, uh, I can't even think of it. It's from Seinfeld. We're gonna. Pay you very little money for very for a lot of work. <laughs> Are you
2: talking uh, about working in sports?
0: No, I don't even. Yeah, <laughs>
2: because that's essentially what this is. Yeah, do us. You're doing. We're doing you a favor. We're letting you come and work in the the Super Bowl. It doesn't get bigger than the big game. Come and just be a part of it and do it for free. We're not even going to throw you anything. Zero. It's all five thousand volunteers. Yeah. Now, like. Older people like to volunteer. Like I know that. Like my, my grandparents always like to go volunteer for different, you know, causes and stuff like that. Yeah. Is the Super Bowl is that something that you guys would spend any of your time for free? volunteering for
0: well that graphic said uh the nfl generates 11 billion dollars uh and you're gonna have to do this all day for very little money was the quote that i was thinking of but frank sanders <laughs> does that make you disappointed in our uh, great state that's hosting the super bowl that they are essentially going to put people to work for no money you can't even go to the game you don't even get a ticket
1: i think it's i think it's a i think I th- i'm glad that they pointed this out and and that now it becomes newsworthy because now it makes them kind of pay attention to what they're doing. $11 billion industry cannot facilitate some funds or some ability that, that you can get two tickets to the game or a ticket to the game. But again, that's 5,000 seats that you're taking up. Yeah. Or that's 10,000 seats you're taking up. That is, <gasps> when you do yeah. the revenues, you got to do the math on it. You got to say, well, those seats about...
0: God forbid we reward and it's Super the people <laughs> that's, that are working this event. I mean, it's the
1: Super Bowl. How are you gonna, what are you going to do?
0: I, I would say, if you're having that much trouble...
1: I would do this. I. Go ahead. I would do this. If I was the NFL... Whatever my sponsors are for the game, I would create a sponsorship package for those that volunteer. And I think that would be more than acceptable in a lot of areas because of NFL making $11 billion revenue as a whole. But what you make for the Super Bowl is one thing. Of course, revenue sharing comes into play. That part between the team that's there and the team that's not there, that's one thing. But if you had a a sponsorship package, you got to eat at Chick-fil-A for 17 times. And you got... You know, you got some OGs, and you got a little bit of <laughs> got a little bit of Four Peaks in your bag, and then next thing it's you know, you got
0: the OGs Four Peaks grab bag. <laughs> uh, I don't listen. I, I want Arizona to have the Super Bowl. I think it's it's great for the economy. They they put that in the article, by the way, that try to convince everybody, hey, we're okay to ask for this because what it's going to do for local businesses, and I don't deny the impact it's going to have on the folks in Glendale and even you know bleeding into Phoenix a little bit. But like, I didn't hear. Los Angeles have to do this last year with the L.A. Rams I when bet they, host, they did. when they hosted the Super Bowl 5,000, and they treated him like this. Well, here's the thing that you're, this is you're, a national you're here's what so we're right overlooking
2: now. is th- there are some people that aren't you know just. Volunteer, Awful people like us. Like, they like to give their time and yeah. not expect gross. anything in that's return. Gr- that's gross.
1: <laughs> that's, that's, he, but he's right, though. But he is right, though.
2: There are people really that right. want to be a part of this experience that don't get an opportunity to cover the NFL, like Johnny Venerable or Bo Brock or Frank Sanders do on a daily a basis. Different. They don't get the access. This is their end to the access, and they're willing to give their what time. What
0: kind of access are we ta- talking about? They picking get to up go garbage, to be, three no, streets away no, from the stadium? No, they
2: get to go to the NFL experience, I'm sure. They hey, get Johnny. to be a part of of the you know
1: what is the Super Bowl that's going to hit the great state of Arizona? They're they're playing their part, man. They're the nut on the wheel. That they're playing their you part. You sound like
0: a nut right now. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't ta- I don't take for granted my access to Frank Sanders. Uh, I want to remind everybody: like, subscribe, leave us a five-star review wherever. you People get your- are
2: volunteering to listen to this damn podcast for some reason. Hey, I don't the understand. Good Lord it. Lord above, <laughs> this is the
0: premier Arizona Cardinal podcast. And gentlemen looking at my gucci it's about that time for the toast of the month announcement here at four peaks drum roll please the winner of the inaugural toast of the month sweepstakes gabrielle Ferrar. that is bold as bronze on twitter congratulations gabrielle we will reach out to him or excuse me gabriel we will reach out to him to coordinate the prize pickup that's gabriel Ferrar. Bold as Bronze on Twitter, as I butcher the first name. We will reach out to him to coordinate the prize pickup on a later date. If you want to enter the Toast of the Month announcement, I believe we're going to be doing this next month at the end of the month. So you've got an open window here from now. Until the end of August, uh, to make your voice heard. So, gentlemen, it's been a it's been an absolute blast. You yes. were at, you were at practice. You guys have been here hanging. I've been here all day slamming four peaks. And uh, <laughs> what better way to spin your wizard to, to kick off Cards Camp? It's been fantastic. It,
2: it's time to pour Johnny into an Uber. Get him home to Copa safely. Yeah. Uh, is, is that Uber, Frank Sanders? Did he? Is he volunteering for that? It's a quick drive. <laughs> let me tell you, it's a quick
0: little 50-minute drive to Maricopa, Arizona. Quick
1: little 50 minutes.
0: It's one of the prettiest little towns you've ever seen. We've got a quarry there. There's a Denny's. There's an
2: IHOP. Come on, he'll tell you all his thoughts about the Arizona Cardinals wide receiver core. It's it's worth
1: its weight in gold. Johnny's don't get in the car and go to sleep so he can get up. So when he get when he lands in the Copa, he knows he has to get Frankie and Hud on. on all night.
0: If I think I'm rolling home with a couple four-peaks in me and I'm not ready to be dad of the year, my wife will give me Ooh one of boy. These right here. Oh she boy. said, you can play delusional fantasy land all day covering the Arizona Cardinals, but you come home, and she puts me to work. But
2: it, Let me say this. Tomorrow, we're going to figure out what hap- why DJ Humphreys was not a participant in uh, the first day of training camp. We're going to get more insight on, on this team as far as you know how it's shaking out position battles-wise. We're going to hear from Cliff Kingsbury. We're going to hear from more Cardinals, and you're going to hear it right here on uh, PHNX Cardinals tomorrow afternoon.
0: Lock it in every day, 4 p.m. live, PHNX Cardinals podcast. Again, like this video, share it around, subscribe to the podcast, leave us a five-star review. For the great Frank Sanders, Bob I'm Johnny Venerable. We will see you manana. Goodbye, everybody.